0: Michelle Peremski
1: And I'm Pastor Ron Ween. And
0: you're listening to 180 Your Life, the grief empowerment podcast to help you craft a life you love after loss. So today is our second podcast in our series called The, the Casserole, casserole killer. killer. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> now, the reason that we've deemed this The Casserole Killer is because so often when someone is going through loss, And it is important to come with food. Yes, we're not telling you not to come with food, but we're saying that there's more to think about. And how can we empower those who are supporting those who are going through loss and those who are going through loss to move through this journey with hope, health, and healing in an efficient way? So today, we're gonna talk about exercise And getting the memorial service ready. I know, really fun stuff to talk about. Um, Actually, exercise is going to help a lot. So, Pastor Ron, I know that just this past weekend, you completed your second half marathon at 64 years of age. Yes, that's right. And your first half marathon was only three months ago. Right. So, you have really incorporated the 180-year life process in terms of getting strong and healthy. Talk to us about... Ways that we can start to exercise even in the ground zero of loss. Because I know that when I lost my husband, the last thing I was thinking of is doing an exercise. Well, part.
1: me too. I was, it was just uh, the, the gravitational pull for people in loss is to stop moving. Absolutely. And if instead of bringing a casserole, what if you'd showed up at the door and said, let's take a walk. That would be so much more. Helpful than uh, what we usually do, which is bring the casserole. Just take a walk so that they can start moving again. The body is just sitting there. And so you can help them defy gravity and get out of the couch and start moving again. And that's the key thing. Because the chemistry is all messed up when you're sitting, when you're eating, when you're stressed, when you're grieving. It's The chemistry is all messed up. so. This is a way to begin to break down some of the stress hormones that are being released, some of the stressors that are just uh, unbelievable in the chemistry. So uh, helping somebody take their first steps, that's a godsend. Uh, People coming over uh, and not just sitting there, but actually saying, let's go for a walk. Let's get out of the house. Let's do something. Uh, Even if it's just for a walk, that is so helpful.
0: What does it do in the body?
1: What it does in the body is reduce the adrenaline and the cortisol. The stress hormones are being released all the time because in grief, that's an extremely stressful situation. It's like one of the top three when you lose a spouse especially. And the body gears up for flight, fight, fight or freeze, which is a survivalist skill. And that leaves out a lot of uh, ability to think. You start to react to everything instead of thinking through it. And when you're planning the memorial service, when you're greeting people who want to express their, their condolences to you, you kind of want to be in, in, in at least be able to think your way through what's going on.
0: I think that what can happen, a lot of these suggestions that we have, the top 10 suggestions suggestions that we're going through for the first week, <clears throat> it's great to have a person, maybe a family member or your best friend, who is I call her like the, um, I, I know I'm going to date myself, but on the love boat, there was Julie who was the, um, the organizer for the ship, and she would coordinate everything. Well, you need one of those. You need somebody who's just going to take this list and say, um, how about you walk with so-and-so this week, and then next week, let's have somebody come over to walk, and then let's coordinate these meals you have to have people who want to help coordinate this process. And so that's why we're here to give those suggesting, you know, those tips that will help um, empower this process. Yeah, if the
1: coordinator could coordinate uh, walks, that would be great. Uh, because the person who's sitting there uh, The person grief, who's going through loss, th- right? That's the person who's grieving uh, and just sitting there uh, cannot think for themselves in terms of their own health. What they're doing is Not doing the moment. work that they have. They can't yes. do that.
0: It's overwhelming. Yes, you, it's overwhelming. You just, you you go into that survival mode. Um, my friend Laura Apon says there's, it's like the cushion of grief. The first couple days, you just can't quite believe it's happened. Right. So you can still do some things. And then it's actually after the memorial service, when there's, you're, you're so focused during the memorial service on how many things need to get done that it really doesn't hit you the massive change um, until after the memorial service. And so after the memorial service, it's like the crickets. You've got like all of these casseroles in the fridge and you're wondering what do you do with your life now? And that's when the grief really hits. So it's important to coordinate people to come in and take a walk, Uh, maybe help with the laundry, you know, just to keep things going, and we're going to be talking about that in other podcasts coming up. Or even Um, mow the grass. Mow the grass, absolutely. But the exercise is something you wouldn't think of necessarily in a grief situation, but it's so important. So consider, you know, getting, organizing exercise. Um, Because so often, you know, the U.S. Office of Vital Statistics says that a person Who's, the, who's lost a spouse, is at a 60% higher risk of suicide in the first six months. God forbid. You know, I want to say to that person, if you're here, God has a plan for you. If you're on this planet, God has a plan for you. So hold on. And to those who are supporting them, coming in to exercise to meet for lunch, to help with basic household tasks like laundry, um, coordinating the meals. This is very important because sometimes when you're in that first shock of grief, just a lot of stuff shuts down. Um,
1: And you think you're alone.
0: You think you're alone Alone. and and you need community at that time. So next we're gonna talk about getting the memorial service ready. You know, this isn't something that you think about until you're in the situation. So here's some ideas for those who are going through loss or those who are supporting them. Here's what they will have to think about. Um, And we're going to list them off and then we'll kind of unpack each one. Coordinating with the pastor, rabbi, priest, or faith leader for the memorial service. Um, Choosing your favorite musical pieces. Uh, Designating persons for eulogy speeches. Making a photo montage designating someone, and I did not think of this, to videotape the memorial service. I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is one of the worst moments of my life, but amazing things are said about your loved one in those eulogy speeches at the memorial service, and you may want to have those preserved, especially if you have small children um, who are going through loss, right, so that they know what other people said about their loved one. Um, making a, uh, a posting an obituary in the newspaper and coordinating with the funeral home. So these are some topics This by no means is everything, but these are some hot lit things that need to be addressed. So let's talk about number one, coordinating with your pastor, rabbi, priest, or faith leader. Pastor Ron, I suspect you've done a funeral or yes. two in your time. Oh my. So why don't you talk to that?
1: It is so important to talk to the pastor first. Because uh, that's your source of spiritual strength. This is, uh, and it's just you've got so many God questions that are going on, wondering what in the world just happened to me, what's going on with me and my faith, where is God now? Mm -hmm. And those are questions that need to be raised up, lifted up, because they're real. They're pain. They're coming out of a painful situation, and pastors understand that. Pastors understand that, and they can guide you in terms of how you can choose the right passage, the appropriate passage. Maybe your favorite one. Maybe the loved one's favorite passage, or the right hymn. Or the if there's going to be is the, if there's going to be music, the, the right hymn, the right uh, soloists, the right people to participate. Especially when you want certain people to make eulogy and. In a large funeral, you especially want to designate people to make a, a, a eulogy, or else uh, it could be there for three or four hours if everybody wanted to speak. Oh my! Yes, so you want to limit that because it's
0: like a marathon memorial oh, service. yes,
1: you don't want to do you don't want to have a, a lot of people coming forward
0: and, ma- and 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 giving the eulogy. Yes, you want to select a few. That's right. People and then maybe afterwards. At the um, at a gathering at a house after the memorial service, then you could have a time where people are sharing stories as well.
1: Exactly. So.
0: Um, okay. Well, how about choosing? So you talked about choosing your favorite musical pieces. Yes. You know, if you're if you're ta- if you're in long term care for someone, this actually could be a conversation that you could have with that person, possibly.
1: If you have the time, yes.
0: Yes, if you're and and to talk about what are your favorite Bible verses, what are your favorite musical pieces, and this can be something that you could potentially do together so that you feel like that person had a say in their memorial service.
1: Exactly. If that's possible,
0: do people do that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, one of the people I just talked to recently, a recent widow, uh, the husband. Oh, who Susie, husband, Susie Fowler. Susie Fowler, who yeah. was
0: Who we were taping with um, the other day. Yes,
1: yes. She was uh, wonderful. Uh, he wonderfully surprised that he had arranged everything. Her husband. Yeah, that her husband had arranged everything, including the funeral service, uh, the, uh, uh, the arrangements with the funeral home. Everything was done, and she just had to come and, uh, and be grateful to this person that she loved that he he would save her from doing all that.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So I know those are incredibly difficult conversations, but it is, I think, if you lean into the loss, lean into the grief, you might, especially if you're in long-term care, might be able to make more connections and help one another go through the different um, processes of grief. So uh, let's talk about design... So we've talked about eulogy speeches, the photo montage. Oh, my. You know, creating, I think... When I talk about um, creating a financial citadel, and you want to create that citadel um, not when... A citadel was a strong tower or like a fortress. You don't build a fortress when the enemy is cre- cresting on the mountainside. You're like, you know, Bob, pass me the brick, Bob. Let's oh, pass it faster, pass yeah. it faster, you know. Yes. <laughs> build, build, <That's> build.
1: The, <laughs> you know, you know? Bad timing.
0: <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> so you don't want to, you want to take time and build those things in peacetime. You build your fortress of protection in peacetime. So having those conversations of um, maybe picking out favorite pictures, you don't have to say it's for memorial service, but um, picking out favorite pictures together, um, if you're doing long-term care, that can um, be really helpful in creating a photo montage. Or if you are helping someone create a photo montage for the memorial service, helping them go through their favorite photos could be a real... You know, just being a sounding board to them, that can be really helpful. Um, videotaping the memorial service. I have to say, I was hired once to videotape a young widower's memorial service for his wife. And I was absolutely amazed at the beautiful things that were said. It, yes. it was a stunning service. This man just loved his wife. And... I, it made me sad that I didn't videotape hours for my late husband. So just think about designating someone to videotape the memorial service because the eulogies are amazing. And it is something that the family may want to look at later on. Very
1: uplifting. Yes. Right.
0: So we just have a few moments left. So posting an obituary in the newspaper, you can help a friend with that. And coordinating with the funeral home, Um, coordinating in advance with the funeral home, um, in advance if you're doing long-term care, whether or not you're going to bury or cremate will actually save you a lot of money. We can talk about that in another podcast. So anyway, um, it's time for us to go. We're so thankful that you joined us. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out the book, 180 Year Life, From Tragedy to Triumph, A Woman's Grief Guide. It's got a lot of helpful tips, whether you're a man or a woman, or you're supporting someone through loss. Um, Be sure to check out our website at 180yourlife.com if you'd like to support what we're doing. Uh, You can sign up for our um, grief classes. You can find those. It's only 8 bucks a month at 180yourlife.com or make a tax-deductible donation at 180yourgrief.org. God bless, and we'll see you in the next podcast.
1: Take care.